0: Praise the Lord, Eastwind family, I am so excited uh, to have the blessed opportunity to get to bring to you the word of the Lord on this Sunday night. So excited about what God is going to do in this service and uh, believing that wherever you're at, whether you're at home or you're driving down the road or wherever you are receiving this source of media, that God is going to give you a word of hope here tonight, some understanding maybe. Into how to operate in dark times in our lives of which we have talked quite a bit about in this uh, season that we have entered into. That this virus has a darkness behind it. And I felt very uh, impressed upon uh, by the Lord to preach to you on that subject tonight about darkness. And we're going to be taking our text from Psalms 18. uh, Reading verses number 6 through 11. And then we're going to jump down to verse number 28. And while you're turning there, I want to say what an honor it is again to get to bring the word of the Lord to you tonight. And I want to give honor to Pastor Myers and Sister Amy Myers and their great family. And of course, to Bishop Myers and Dr. Myers and all the leadership of this great church. I love and appreciate and am glad to be basing out of here. Amen. Psalms 18, verse number 6, if you're at home and Uh, You have the word of the Lord with us. I would, I know that this may seem a little uh, different, but uh, I want to have church tonight. So if you have the Bible or you have a phone next to you, I challenge you not to just read it off of the screen, but um, to join us in reading, get your Bible out, find your phone with your Bible app, but let's all read this together. Psalms 18 verse number six. The word of the Lord says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth. Devoured coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. He rode upon the cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. Verse number 12, I'm going to go ahead and read that and the brightness that was before him. His thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. For the next few moments, I want to try to preach to you on this subject. I want to preach to you on discerning darkness. Would you close your Bibles and would you lift your hands and would you ask that God would have his will and his way In this service tonight and that he would minister wherever you're at wherever you are receiving this Let's pray that god would minister to us tonight I don't want to just preach for that of itching ears But I want to preach and I want the holy ghost to minister I want the holy ghost to find where you're at tonight and I want him to begin to illuminate some darkness I want him to begin to do a work that only he can do lord. I love you I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people god Lord, in these times of which we are living, I believe that you are still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, God. And Lord, I pray tonight, God, that wherever they are at receiving this word, Lord, that it would fall upon good ground, Lord. Lord, speak to your people. Anoint and use your vessel for the cause of the kingdom tonight, God. Anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet let every word that proceeds out of my mouth be anointed and ordained by you, God. I ask it all in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus. Before you uh, get seated or get comfortable for the word, let everybody shout in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Yeah, I, I want to start this out tonight by just kind of reminding God's great people that, that we do serve a God of deliverance and we serve a God of victory. And I have no doubt that we have all experienced God and his victorious power and his delivering power. But he is a very mighty God. He is a very present God. The Bible says that he is a present help in the time of trouble. God is a eternal God. He is in and beyond time. He is without beginning or end. God is a gracious God. He is giving beyond measure from love. God is a holy God. He is sinless and he is opposed to sin. God is immutable. He is unchanging. He is always abounding. He is a just God. He is fair and intent on making justice. He is a merciful God. He is overflowing with action of compassion. I like that phrase. He has active compassion. His compassion is active right now in our lives. He is an omnipotent God. He has unlimited power. He is an omnipresent God. He is everywhere at the same time. He is an omniscient God, which means he is an all-knowing God. Psalm sixty-two eleven says that all power belongs to God. Psalm 79:11 says he has great power. 1 Corinthians 6:14 says he has power to raise the dead. Luke eleven twenty says there is power in the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians thirteen four says we live by the power of God. Psalms one hundred thirty six and twelve says with his right hand, power and love endures forever. Job nine and four says he is wise in heart and he is mighty in spirit. Isaiah 26 and 4 says he is an everlasting deliverer. Ephesians 6 and 10 says there is strength found in him. Zephaniah 317 says the Lord is mighty to save. 2 Corinthians 6 and 7 says we have power in the spoken word of God. Psalm 66 and 7 says he has power forever. And I love this little clause. And ever. His power is not limited to time. His power is forever and ever. Jeremiah 10 and 12 says he has power to speak the world into existence. It is in the beginning we know that God said let there be light. God speaks and sound waves don't just travel through space but they created light waves defeat darkness at a rate of 186,000 miles per second. It was less than a century ago that the prevailing opinion in cosmology was that the Milky Way galaxy was the sum total of the universe. 19th century Austrian physicist Christian Doppler had theorized an expanding universe but there wasn't much tangible evidence To back up his belief Then an astronomer by the name of Edwin Hubble He spied several spiral nebulae That were too far distant To be a part of the Milky Way galaxy The announcement of this discovery On January 1st 1925 was an astronomical paradigm shift He discovered that the degree of redshift Observed in light Coming from this other galaxy From the Milky Way In other words The universe, if I can put it in terms that I can understand tonight, the universe right now, it is still expanding. The significance of this is this, that the original let there be light is still creating light today. The very first word that God spoke, it is still in the galaxies creating and going to work. So I would like to convey to God's people tonight that you have no problem too big if the original light and word is still at work let there be light is still working today if God is still the God of the power of let there be light then I would propose to you that your problem isn't too great and that your word hasn't been forgotten and that your dilemma isn't too great for our God but the creator of the sun the moon and the stars he is still an all powerful All knowing and very present God. We all know tonight that God is a deliverer. God is a God of power. God is a God that knows all things, sees all things, hears all things, and He is not limited tonight. And He is a God of deliverance. He has the power to deliver, He has the power to set free, He has the power to do all things. And If I were to ask you tonight, who is a man in the Bible that you would say understood the power of God? Who is a man in the Bible tonight that you would say could operate under the power of God? One of my favorite uh, characters within the Bible is David. And David is a man that understood the realms of deliverance. Think with me for a moment how David understood the realms of deliverance. He was a man that on the backside of a mountain he could kill a lion and he could kill a bear. He was a man that when the armies of Israel were in fear and not willing to face a giant. They were not willing to step up to the task in in facing this giant that was taunting God's people. But David said, I know my God is a deliverer. And he didn't come at that giant with sword or spear, but he came at him in the name of the Lord. And we know that David got victory. What am I trying to tell you tonight? That David understood what victory looked like david understood how to get underneath the anointing of the holy ghost and enter into a battle and come out with deliverance and come out with victory david knew what it was like to walk out of a battle with the swagger of a win with the sway of a victor he understood how to come out of the ring and maybe he had a little in his step maybe he had a little swagger to his step because he understood i got victory today david understood what deliverance was supposed to look like david understood what deliverance was supposed to come in and how deliverance was supposed to usher in because david was a man of war who delivered a lot of people and i just began to look into my text and i begin to see how David is in this season of worry and his enemies are all around him. He has people trying to kill him. So what does David do? David understands I need deliverance. So he hits his knees in prayer. And he begins to pray, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my strength. Whom will I trust? My buckler and the horn of my salvation in my high tower. He says, I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And watch what he says with faith. So shall I be saved from my enemies. He opened Psalms chapter 18 of which we took our text out of today with that powerful prayer with the prayer of deliverance with a prayer of saying, God, I know you got all power. God, I know you have all authority. God, I know you're a God of victory and you are a God that can do All things. So David begins to pray and seek the face of God. Calling him his high tower. Calling him his salvation. Calling him his buckler. Calling him the one in whom he has put his trust. Saying I've got my strength found in Jesus. And when the Lord shows up with deliverance. He does not show up in the way that David intended for him to show up feel like preaching just a moment here tonight. He does not show up with, with the typical battle strategies of deliverance. But the Bible says that when God showed up with deliverance this time. That he bowed the heavens also. And he came down. And darkness was under his feet. He asked God to deliver him. And God sends darkness instead of the deliverance. He asked God to send the way maker. He asked God to make the way where there was no way. He asked God to do what only God could do. And when God shows up, He shows up with darkness. Sounds like maybe possibly some of us under the sound of my voice tonight that are hearing what I'm preaching. You have asked God for deliverance, and it seems like... The night has grown darker. You have asked God for hope. And it seems as though depression has showed up. You ask God for reassurance. And it seems like you woke up more discouraged. Than you did when you went to bed with that prayer. I've come tonight to just remind somebody. That is listening to what I'm preaching. That in the darkness rest your deliverance. I know we don't always understand why we are graced with darkness and I said that correctly but might I declare to somebody here today that God does his greatest work in the midnight hour God does his greatest work when it's the darkest it's ever been when you're in the fog of your mind and you don't understand when it seems like you can't formulate a complete thought I've come tonight to tell somebody in the darkness rest your deliverance darkness 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 we've got to learn to discern our darkness psalms 18:28 we see that David begins to write... For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. The word enlighten literally means to illuminate. It means to turn the switch on. To go from dark to light. Just as we would turn a light switch on. That's what he was talking about. You see God steps into David's darkness. And he enlightens it. God's favorite moment sometimes. To step in. Is in the darkest moment of our life. Just like he did with David. Just like he did in my text. God sends the darkness. God comes in darkness and God illuminates his darkness to show David one more time. I am the God of the day and the night. There is not a moment that I'll never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. We begin to look at darkness throughout Scripture. We begin to look at the power of darkness throughout Scripture. We look at Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. This is a revelation that we got to get before there was ever a light before there was ever a let there be light the Bible said that the spirit of God moved through the darkness sometimes the times where I feel him the strongest sometimes in my prayer life or in my journey in this walk with God that I feel God at the peak moment that I feel him stronger than I ever felt him it's not when I'm on the highs of the mountains it's not when I'm on the highs of a service. It's not when I'm on the highs of life but it's in those dark moments. It's in those moments where I don't understand what's going on. It's in those moments where I don't understand why. It's in those moments where I can't figure out why it's happening like it's happening and it seems like darkness is surrounding me. That's when I feel His presence. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That's when I feel His presence moving at its peak. That's when I feel the Spirit moving at its strongest don't give up in the darkness god is there moving on your behalf if you want to fully appreciate the first words you need to think about physics sound isn't just language it is first and foremost a form of energy when you speak you you create sound waves that begin to move through the atmosphere. You create sound waves that begin to move through the atmosphere of which you are in. That's why. That's why when you are in darkness or you are in a moment or a season of darkness uh, and you remain silent, uh, that's why it feels like you can't get any energy. Uh, but when you begin to open your mouth, uh, the Bible said that there was darkness. Uh, it was void. Uh, the word void there means it was chaotic there was confusion confusion was all around and the bible said and god said in the midst of the darkness he spoke and i challenge somebody here tonight to, to speak in the midst of the darkness because when you begin to open your mouth you literally create energy in the atmosphere The word said is better translated to the word challenge in context of creation. God didn't just speak, but God challenges the darkness. And darkness is defeated by lights. If you study the plant world or how things grow, of which I'm not very uh, uh, good at growing things, is... (laughs) You could imagine Uh, some people have a green thumb. I have like a black or a red thumb. If I plant something, it's going to die. But uh, (laughs) uh, I I begin to do a quick little study on plants and and growth of plants. And and when you're in school, you learn about things like photosynthesis and all how plants grow. But as I begin to do a study about plants and how things grow, you actually learn that that they grow and, and store most Of their energy, they store their energy during the day. You see, they gather from the sun their energy. They gather the energy, but the growth, that's done in the nighttime. Yes, you feel the energy from the sun during the day, and you store up the energy during the day, but you put to work what you got in the day into growth in night. And they begin to grow at night. I was uh, uh, living in Bastrop, Louisiana, working for a powerful man of God there by the name of Dwight Fulton. And uh, I remember I asked, uh, I asked one of the farmers in his church. Uh, they lived in farm country, corn country. And uh, uh, they, I asked him, I said, what's your favorite crop to plant? And he said, well, my favorite crop to plant is the one that makes me the most money at market. We chuckled a little bit. And he said, no, he said, probably my favorite plant to, to, to plant or, or crop to plant, he said, is, is corn. And I asked, why corn? He said, because corn, and I did a little study on this, and some say it's the wind rubbing the stalks together, and some say that it's true. But for the sake of the message, we're just going to say that it's true tonight. He said that when he plants the corn, he said that, that at the peak growth season, he said, now it only happens at night, Dylan. He said, but at peak growth season, church, he said, you can actually hear the sound of growth at nighttime. I want you to think about that for a moment. You can actually hear the sound of growth. Yes, it's in the darkness of the night. But if you open your ears, you can hear the sound of revival even in a dark time. Church, I know it may not seem like it. With pandemic and all the thing that's going on in the world. And it seemed like darkness is all around. But there's still growth. But there's still revival. But there's still harvest. We don't always understand our darkness. We don't always understand why things happen like they happen. We don't always understand why, when, where. But he's making you better in the darkness. Church, he's making you better in the darkness. He's making you better in brokenness. He's building you in your bitterness. He's strengthening you in your stress. Think with me for a moment. The man by the name of Samson in the Bible. I would almost ask him, Samson, is that prison weary? Yeah, it's weary. Samson, is that prison dark? They took my eyes out. They literally plucked my eyes out, the Bible says. They plucked Samson's eyes out, which means it was dark. He couldn't see. It was dark to Samson. But the Bible says, In the darkness of the prison cell bound hand and foot in the darkness of the prison cell the bible says this one very beautiful praise, phrase how be it the hair on his head begun to grow judges 16 22 how be it the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven what a beautiful story what a beautiful story of the mercies of God and the grace of God but it was in that wee night hour it was when it was dark it was when there was no hope of a tomorrow Howbeit, the hair on his head begun to grow i want to preach to somebody that feels like you're in a prison that feels like you're bound by shame that feels like you're bound hand and foot by your past that feels like you're bound hand and foot by the mistake you made that feels like you're all caught up in the darkness of the night i want to preach to you the promise it 's still growing uh, it 's still happening uh, don 't get so caught up in the darkness uh, that you realize or, or or look over and forget to realize uh, the hair on his head begun to grow in the darkness in the darkness, howbeit the hair on his head begun to grow the darkness is there to better you the darkness is there to make you this season can make you something you never were before this season can form something in you that you never had before this season can put something in you that you never had a day in your life the Bible says that Samson prayed unto the Lord now unless I've missed and not seen it in the Bible this is the first and only time that Samson prays he was living off of his mama's and daddy's prayer. He was living off the covenant that was made from his mama. He was living off the vow that was taken by his mama. But the Bible says, in the prison, the Bible says, in the darkness, that's when Samson prayed his first prayer. He began to pray, Lord, let me have it one more time. I've often asked this question. I wonder what would happen if Samson had prayed a different prayer. If Samson had put together a different sentence prayed unto the lord he said one more time what would have happened if he would have said lord if you'll use me this time i'll come out of this a victorious man and i'll never look back again church don't let this darkness crush you don't let this darkness defeat you let it create a better prayer life let it create a better walk with god let it strengthen you come on somebody we are coming out with victory in jesus name darkness, darkness. There's one thing that the darkness brings to me when I'm in it. It's a feeling of loneliness. It's a feeling of loneliness. It's a feeling of all by myself. I like to think that I'm a little bit of a hunter. <clears throat> there are those that are better than me, but, uh, I enjoy bow hunting and, and particularly, I love to bow hunt. I love to sit in a stand and freezing cold out and I like to have my hunting gear on and I like to draw my bow back on a on a big old buck and probably miss him because I'm shaking so bad, but it's still fun to be in the stand and try. But if there's one thing about, about hunting that I don't like, it's when I'm headed to my stand early in the morning before the sun ever Decides to come up. Sometimes you got to, depending on when the bucks are coming in on camera, you know, sometimes you got to get up some 30, 45 minutes in your stand before the sun even comes up. So you can sneak in on them. I can tell you, if there's one thing I can imagine. I get to hunt in Arkansas quite a bit where my dad's at. And uh, and, and we'll go up there and we'll hunt. And I, I don't even think there are grizzly bears and tigers and all them things in in, in Arkansas. Matter of fact, I know there's not. But if there's one thing I can assure you, when I'm walking into my stand, because you don't want to turn a flashlight on and scare the whole, you know, animal kingdom. One thing I know when I'm walking in my stand, it's like every beast and every creature with teeth that can kill me, I just start dreaming about it. I'm walking to my stand. I'm trying to be quiet. You know, I'm tiptoeing around. I'm trying to get around and I'm all trying not to step on any sticks that are going to snap and don't want to shine my flashlight around. So I got a little tiny green light just enough to where I can see because I was told that deer can't see green light. So I'm walking in just enough to illuminate my feet. And I mean, all I'm thinking about the whole way there is my Lord, there's going to be a grizzly bear around this next tree. It's going to jump out and kill me. Or I'm thinking about some. Bengal tiger, they don't even live in Arkansas, unless you're at the zoo. I'm thinking about these things, they're going to come up and eat me and kill me. Why? Because I'm in the darkness. You begin to think about the things, the, the bad things in the darkness. You begin to think about the negative things in the darkness. You begin to focus on the hard things in the darkness. And that's the trick of the enemy when you're in the darkness. Is to get your eyes off of what's important. But church, the Bible says, the Lord was in the darkness with David. You're not alone. Those that are against you, no, they are not greater than those that are for you. Come on, somebody great. Greater is He. Greater is He that is in you. Give you a little proof about who's with you in the darkness. Exodus 20 and 21. The people stood afar off and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. Who was God? Where was He in the darkness? Deuteronomy 5.22. The words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount of the midst of the fire. The cloud and the thick darkness. Who spoke? The Lord where did the Lord speak from the darkness? Deuteronomy five twenty three, and it came to pass when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, whose voice? The Lord's. Where? The midst of the darkness. The Bible said, First Kings eight twelve. Then spake Solomon. The Lord said that He would dwell. In the thick darkness. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He would get up in the midst of the darkness. Sometimes it's in those dark moments. Sometimes it's in those dark moments. You'll find God like you've never found Him. You'll have an encounter with the Lord like you've never encountered. Second Chronicles 6 and 1. Then said Solomon, the Lord has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. Something about the darkness. Psalms 91 and 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place, the secret place. You see, if you look at darkness in my text in Psalms 18, you'll find that that the word darkness means secret place. He said, he that dwells in the darkness of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. The word shadow there is the same word as a hedge, like the hedge that was taken off of Job or the hedge that was replaced on Job, that, that hedge. He said, when you abide in the secret place, when you're willing to get into that darkness with God, when you come out, you'll be underneath the hedge of protection. You'll walk underneath the protection of the Almighty God. Job said in Job 12, 22, he discovereth, Deep things. Think about that. Deep things out of the darkness. And he bringeth out to light the shadow of death. The things you discover in the darkness. He brings you out to be a testimony to the light of the shadow of death. Some things you'll only learn in the darkness church and God will teach them to you in the darkness so that you can come out and show the light in the darkness of the world. So let the darkness teach you some things. Let the darkness bring you out with a testimony to light up the shadow of death. Oh Lord, I feel the Holy ghost wherever you're at. Would you lift your hands and would you just begin to call upon the name of the Lord for just a moment? Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's in my text in Psalms 18. You see, we, we, we realize that the Bible says that David was sent darkness as deliverance. And that if he could have discerned his darkness, of which he did, he realized that the Lord was in the darkness. And watch how he begins to conclude in Psalms 18 and 30. He says, as for God, his way is perfect. He learned something in the dark. The word of the Lord is tried, he said. It'll never fail you. He is a buckler to all those that will trust him. Not every storm church needs a peace be still. Not every mountain needs to be moved. Not every darkness needs to be rebuked. Because some of them God is in the middle of. And David come out of that darkness saying, The way of the Lord is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's my buckler. If you'll trust him, he'll bring you out. Psalms 18 and 17. He delivered me from my strong enemy. Think about what he's saying. This is that same text. He said, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me for they were too strong for me. Had David not encountered the darkness, had David not entered into the dark moment, had David not allowed the darkness to surround him. He would have never been delivered from that thing that was too strong for him to be delivered from. Think about it. He said, the enemy was too strong for me. The enemy was too great for me. He said, but the Lord showed up and he showed up in darkness. And when he showed up in the darkness, he said, I was delivered from that thing that was too great. I know we don't always understand why. Why does the darkness got to show up? Why? Why does the hardship and the trials? Let the trial of your faith fail not. For when you come out, you'll be tried and pure as cold. Oh, church, hear me tonight. We don't understand the darkness. We don't always understand why. We don't always get why. We're sent darkness. But hear me. Darkness is for your bettering. Darkness is making you. Darkness is defining you. Darkness is shaping you. It's shaping you. It's It's teaching you, Lord. Oh, come on. Let's lift our hands. Let's begin to pray right now. Let's begin to ask God to minister to us right now, Lord wherever they're at, Lord, whatever they're going through, Lord, whatever the trial is, I speak right now. Let them find you in this darkness. Lord, let there be some Samson's those that have fallen and made mistakes. And all they see is darkness all around them. And they think there's no hope of a tomorrow. Lord, let them find you. Lord, let them feel you. Lord, I speak uh, to every person right now that's in the battle of their life uh, that doesn't understand what's going to happen next, God. Uh, Let them realize uh, that you're right there in the thick darkness. Uh, let them realize uh, you're closer than you've ever been. Uh, let them realize they're poised and position uh, for a great word. Uh, they're poised and position uh, for a mighty move. Uh, they're poised and position uh, for great deliverance. Uh, oh God, I pray for a discerning uh, of their darkness to come to them. Uh, let them discern their trial. Let them realize God, you never left them uh, and you never forsook them. Uh, Lord, Lord, wherever they're at and whatever they're going through, take them by the hand, God. Put them in that secret place tonight, Jesus, so that they will come out ready to light the shadow of death, God. As Job said, I discovered some deep things in the darkness, and I was brought out to light the shadow of death wherever they're at, God, whatever their trial is, God. let them come out, God. Let 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 them come out with more intensity. Uh, Let them come out with more faith. Uh, Let them come out with more. Oh, God, passing and burden for the shadow of death, God. Let them come out and save the lost. Let them come out and do a mighty work. Lord, on this Sunday night, dispel the darkness. Lord, on this Sunday night, Lord, I pray against their darkness. Lord, let the illumination that happened in Psalms 18.24. Let it happen to them tonight. Let their darkness be illuminated, God but Lord if it's not the season or the time for the darkness to turn on and the light to come on Lord let the child of their faith fail not God Lord give them the strength to keep going God give them the strength to not throw in the towel let them learn what you want them to learn let them glean what you want them to glean I pray to every man woman boy and girl to everybody that's hearing me shata. this season has brought a darkness but I pray that you don't give up I pray that you don't give in I pray that you don't throw in the towel let the darkness teach you let the darkness bring revelation let the darkness bring illumination let the darkness bring what it needs to bring oh God just as you said in Psalms 20 God in verse number 20 or verse number 19 Lord we couldn't have done it God had it not been for you delivering us through the darkness you had to use the darkness to bring a mighty deliverance you had to use the darkness to bring a mighty deliverance God because David said I wasn't strong enough I wasn't powerful enough I couldn't win this battle and you came in darkness and I didn't understand it but it was through that darkness uh, that you ministered uh, and that you took the enemy out uh, and that those that were too strong for me, uh, those that were too many for me, uh, you did what only you could do through the darkness. Uh, I pray right now, God, wherever they're at, Whatever they're going through, that the trial, God, Lord, let it come to an end tonight. Lord, let it produce in it what it needs to produce, God. And let them come out on fire. Let them come out on fire. Let them come out on fire. Riato boshi and talabah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, wherever you're at. Whatever you're going through. uh, I feel a helping hand of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Wherever you're at, we're about to turn this this live recording off. uh, And we're about to just uh, continue in prayer. But please don't stop. Uh, Please don't slow down and don't slow up. Uh, Oh God, sustainment for the journey. Oh God, illuminate their darkness. I pray tonight that you would discern this season that you're in. I pray tonight that you would discern your trial. I pray tonight that you would discern your darkness. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.